This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your Friday night and your weekend, everybody. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Back with you on this Friday night, and we have baseball. It has returned a couple of games last night. We got a full slate tonight, Mike, and it sure feels great, doesn't it? You know what? I'll be honest with you. I was watching Camelot last night on TCM <laughs> while uh, the Nationals were playing. I had really no interest. Now, of course, it's changing today because it was Cubs Sox. But I'm not a guy that if I don't have action on a game, Carm, and it's a national game, but it doesn't involve one of our two teams, it's tough. It's a tough watch for me. It really, really is. I think I, I have to have my teams in there unless, once again, I have money. On the game. Right. Yes. Well, are I, you the same way? Well, I yeah, probably under normal circumstances, I don't disagree with that. Unless you know Mike Trout's on late one night, and I happen to be up, and the game is on, and I'll watch. I mean, even right. though you're you're seeing him sporadically in the, in the case of a baseball, but game. then he strikes out, and then you got to wait. You got to wait to watch. Exactly. Him. I know. See, that's but, the issue. See, Jordan was always there. Right. Mike Trout's there every. Every so often. It's a little harder with baseball. I think, oh, you're, yeah. I think you're right about that, uh, even as much as I enjoy the game. If I've got action, like you said, certainly going to watch the Cubs and the Sox. Certainly. I did uh, watch last night, though, a considerable portion of both games. I just felt like because we had been starved for for so long. And I thought the matchup was good in the first game uh, when you've got a lot of star power like you had between the Yankees and the Nationals. Oh, Stanton looks tremendous. Oh, my until, God. Well, he'll, you know, it's 60 games, so he might make it through. Yeah, no kidding. Might. They said that that was the longest home run that uh, Max Scherzer has allowed since they started tracking it in the StatCast era, and I believe that goes back to 2015. I mean, he absolutely obliterated that ball uh, in the first inning. Well, you got the gold numbers on your uniform, which is just doom. I mean, the Cubs (laughs) had the gold numbers after 2016. I'm watching Scherzer early last night with the gold numbers, ba-boom, ba-bang. You know what I mean? The gold numbers are somewhat of a curse. It's hard to repeat in baseball anyway. And you know what? Uh, I got some over-unders that I played uh, already, Uh, you know, uh, for you White Sox fans, I guess the game's getting ready to yeah. get underway. Uh, I took the under. Uh, that, seemed it, to, that seemed to be a popular play as I kind of followed that throughout the course of the day. A lot of sharp money seemed to be on the under. For, and that game, Mike's right. Sox and Twins are getting underway. The Twins, uh, the favorite, of course, in the division. A little bit of a favorite tonight on the south side. That's because Jose Barrios has been somewhat of a, a thorn in the White Sox side, 11-2 and two lifetime against the Sox. But the under seemed to be a popular play in that one tonight. Now, Mike. you know what? I was just on with the guys from uh, uh, Visson mm-hmm. uh, a couple days ago. They were telling me the over is getting beat uh, at Westgate, at Caesars, that they're hardly taking any uh, under tickets. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard. I, I do know this. They said that they are a betting favorite, and just like the Blackhawks. There's something about Chicago teams. People that just lived in Chicago, and believe me, there's more that are going to be leaving and going all over the country to live that that never 
leave their teams. I think Chicago fans that move stay Chicago fans where other people end up gravitating to wherever they're living. Did you see earlier in the week for a little while, Mike, one of the technology companies that uh, manages uh, the book for a bunch of, I think about a half a dozen Vegas casinos uh, had reported, this was either Monday or Tuesday earlier in the week, uh, had reported that the white, they had more Yep. White Sox World Series win tickets than any other team. And, you you know, you figure a lot of that uh, is, yeah, you've got uh, the popularity of the Chicago teams. Although I, I've never felt like the Sox were a, a betting, uh, a public oh, team, the, the way the Bears or the Blackhawks or, or the Cubs are. Great but, point. But a lot of people just feel like there's some value in this crazy season. Why bet the Dodgers at 3-1 to one when, who the hell knows, in a 60-game sprint, maybe the White Sox could make something happen, and you're getting them at 30-1 to one or 25-1. to one. Well, what really scared me is, and, and I took the total – at under 32 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, what scares me about the White Sox is in a short season, they could get off with this lineup and win. Well, it really doesn't scare me. If I lose the bet, I lose the bet. I'd be happy for the White Sox. Yeah. But they could get off to an eight in a row. If somebody gets off to a streak where they're hitting and the White Sox look like right now they're coming out of the gate and they can hit at least what we saw over the uh, over the past few days, I just think that... May had 32.5 with a team that had a 4.95 ERA. Dallas Keiko may be your second best pitcher. At 8-8, eight and eight, you have a shortstop that is one of the worst fielding shortstops in the league, although he's a talented offensive player. I don't know if offense can carry this team through the season, Carm. Mike, what do you think about this uh, adjustment that they made yesterday? I can't believe the way this came together. I mean, where what did it joke. come from? Yeah, I mean, like... And I guess we almost just have to accept that 2020 is, is going to be weird. I wouldn't like this to stick around permanently. I don't know that it will. 16 playoff teams means a little more than half the league is going to make the postseason. And there will be no buys. So the, the only advantage of really winning the division is that you'll get the home field in these short best-of-three series when the playoffs start late September, early October. Well, I'm not going to pick on them. Because I know that he had a big hand in this. He has a big hand in everything. But the biggest crybaby owner of them all, unfortunately, was Jerry. My uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, crying about the gate, crying about this. It's all about the gate. It's all about them making a little extra money, mm-hmm. but bastardizing the game. I mean, this is NHL-like back in the day, uh, having more than half the teams. you got 30 teams. You're going to have the first and second place team from each division. And to me, it's hard enough to play 60 games. Uh, I thought they wanted to really get everybody, you know, healthy, get through the season and get out. They're just adding teams, and they're going to play the first round best out of three. Yeah, right. Uh, so much for... <laughs> yeah. My Make, God. I mean, really. Like, Let's like, stick around a couple more weeks. With with 16 teams. I'm going to be eating Thanksgiving dinner. I'm watching uh, the Bears-Lions. I'm going to be watching maybe Minnesota I know. And, and, and Milwaukee. I don't know. I mean, it is kind of wild. Uh, it, I, it opens it up to just about everybody. I mean, they there are only a, probably a, a couple of teams we can think of that you'd still say really have no shot. A team like Seattle. Yeah, probably Seattle, a team like Miami, a team like uh, the Pirates, probably. I'd, Detroit, you know, there's uh, there's only really a handful, that you, the Orioles, that have absolutely no shot in this thing now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just hope, I think one of them will surprise. Look, at every year there's a couple surprises in baseball. Every year. Yeah, I'll tell you another team I don't believe in because all I'm hearing is they're the greatest team on earth. And, and I, I used to work. I haven't talked to my buddy Andy Furman, who uh, works for another network now, but uh, we used to be together on Fox. And, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you this. He's from Cincinnati. 
and I got to find out what they got. I, it sounds like the big red machine yeah. is back the way they're, they're touting them. I can't believe it. I looked at their pitching staff the other day. They say they got great pitching. I go, it's okay. It's middle of the road in my world. It can be great, but it could yeah. also be bad. They, yeah, I mean, like, it's funny with those guys, you know, and like the way Gray bounced back and what, you know, Bauer can be a little erratic. But I, I mean, again, it all comes down to like, who can just kind of zone in for 60 games and get hot? I mean, yeah, Big Red Machine 2.0, probably not. But, you know, the Reds might be as good of a play as any. And, again, you're going to get a a slightly better price on the Reds. Most of the good teams, though, uh, with the totals, are minus. You know, minus 115, minus 105. uh, You know, for instance, uh, you take, you know, certain teams and you, you see, like the Dodgers. I mean, they're minus one. I mean, Minnesota's minus 150. Yeah. For the over. Right. For the over at 34 and a half. Yep. I'm going, whoa. You know, that's a that's a chancy bet. I mean, 34 games out of 60. I know. That's pretty stellar. That's it, pretty it, stellar. It's really stellar. I mean, I don't know that there are many teams that are going to be able to accomplish that. Maybe the Twins. I'd feel better if I was sitting on that bet with the Dodgers or the Yankees. But the other thing is, like, what happens if you get one positive test? Like uh, Juan Soto oh. test positive. You know, what happens if you get an injury that all of a sudden lasts two I mean, you know, f- we keep saying this. 15 games is 25% of your season in this crazy year. So, so much can still be affected by a positive COVID test or a couple that go through a team or a key injury because there's just not a lot of time. I mean, I would think that the Dodgers would have no problem winning 35 games or the Yankees. They look great. Last night, right? Um, yeah, even absolutely. without Luis Severino, Severino in the rotation, like with goal, with Garrett Cole and everything else they have in that lineup, you'd think, yeah, they should have no problem. But a but couple you of still injuries, pitch. who knows? Yeah, you do have to pitch. It's true. And that's why California or Anaheim never makes it. Yeah. Because pitching comes. And you know what? It's going to be interesting. For, for my teams, I took the under 32 and a half with the White Sox mm-hmm. at minus 105. And then I took, which is a good price for either over or under. Mm-hmm. If you want to take over White Sox, you could still get in at some places. Uh, that's minus 115 for the over. I took Minnesota over 34 and a half at minus 150. Wow. And I took the Cubs at over. I decided to mm. go with my guys at minus 120 over 32 flat. Over 32 flat. Okay, yeah. so 33 will get it done for the Cubs. Yep. Well, we're going to see. It's uh, it's all starting, and we're happy that it's back. We also have golf this weekend. And oh, a couple my of God. Big... I had a horror story happen to me, but oh. we'll talk about it later. Man. Mike's wow. going to share that. we got a couple of huge tournaments coming up in the next couple of weeks with the WGC and the PGA. I'm I hooked on too. golf betting. How about it? Me too. I, I like golf betting better than baseball. <laughs> and it's, it's just as I'm hard. betting matchups every day. <laughs> know, I'm at I the candy it. counter eating, eating good. I've been seeing you on Twitter every Thursday and Friday. I love it, betting the matchups. Well, Dustin great. Johnson's whipping up oh. on Kepka the other day in, in the first round, and I got Kepka. I'm going, man, I'm tired of hearing about his bad knee. And Dustin Johnson played so bad that he now now is saying he's got a bad he's back got a bad and he got back. out. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna well, talk- that's the old go-to move if you don't want to play the rest of the tournament exactly. because you absolutely suck. We're going to talk about that actually coming yep. up. Luke Pergandy will join us. Luke. We'll, 
We'll find out what's uh, hot on Prop Swap right now. Our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy! Yeah, he's going to. He had a couple of winners last week. So Two out of three. Two out of three. Why Jim, wouldn't you listen to us? Come on. I, I mean, really. We're giving out winners left and right. Jimmy's Keep the sound down on the TV, like Murph used to say, and listen to the odds couple that's, on your iPad. That's absolutely right. We're with that's you right. each and every Friday night. Don't go anywhere. We still have lots to do and lots to talk about as we get you set for the weekend. Luke Pergandy will join us when we come Luke. back next. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Back inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, presented by PropSwap. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFelco. We're with you each and every Friday here on ESPN 1000 and the great ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download that. Get caught up on all the shows, all the original podcasts. Don't forget, we'll be uh, back with the Encore Replay Saturday morning from 8 until 9. And then the Hockey Show is back tomorrow morning with Pat Boyle nice. and Brian Hanley. Yeah, it's great. Nine Two o'clock good shows. guys, Absolutely. Man. Yep. It's fabulous. All right, so it's that time of the show when we talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap, Chicago guy, one of the founding members, and he joins us now on the Corona Hotline. Luke, how are you, buddy? Good, Kevin. Sports are back. Can't be better. Feels great. Absolutely. Uh, Mike and I were discussing the somewhat uh, wild and radical change that baseball made in the 11th hour before the first pitch last night that they are expanding the playoffs from 10 to 16, so a little over half the league uh, makes it now. I mean, it seems crazy, Luke. What does it do for sort of the futures market and what you expect to happen with people looking to buy and sell uh, World Series winners at PropSwap? Yeah, uh, obviously expands the, the teams that get into the tournament, which makes uh, any long shots uh, more valuable. Um, so, you know, I would point to a team like the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, who are 250 to 1 right now at William Hill. Um, but they're 101 in DraftKings. So a team like that, um, you know, just got to get into the tournament and they can make some noise. Um, I would say I realize the NL Central is fact, and, you know, with my Cubs and your Sox, it's going to be uh, – uh, the Sox obviously playing in the AL. It's going to be tough, but, you know, that's a team that I would look at that could potentially make some noise uh, now that, you know, 16 teams are entering the postseason. Hmm. You know what, Luke? I've been doing shows around the country over the last couple of days from Las Vegas to Atlanta with, with some good people, Stake Shapiro and other people. Uh, they're telling me everywhere I'm talking that the White Sox yeah. right now are uh, uh, perpetually an over the total uh, for the season. Yeah. Bet. Are you sensing that out there, too? Yeah. Yeah. We've sold a ton of White Sox tickets, uh, mostly around 30 to 1 odds. Um, you know, I heard that the Superbook out in Las Vegas had written more futures tickets on the White Sox than mm. any other team. Mm. Uh, I'm not ready to go that far right. uh, to say that that's, that's the favorite now. Like, I, I can't take that with having to go through New York and, you know, with the Yankees, obviously, they're just seem just loaded. Um, but I like them. I think the Sox are young. Um, you know, obviously with Jimenez coming back, in his second year, uh, his odds to win AL MVP are 50 to 1. You know, still probably a little bit too frothy for me there. Uh, but they'll make some noise. There's there's no doubt if you can get him at 30 to 1, 
and then sell them at you know odds of five to one. Right. Once they make a run in the playoffs, you're making six times your money. Um, so you know from that perspective, yeah, it's, that could be interesting. But without props off, without the ability to sell that thing, like right. I, I'm not ready to crown them. Right. Exactly. That's why uh, the site is good. That's um, right. And you can make some money that way. I did. I was uh, looking. I was. It was Wednesday or yesterday. I was on Prop Swap looking, and there are. Some White Sox tickets out there. What, what about the Cubs market? I mean, you talk about one of those very public teams that is always going to get bet hard. Um, and now, as uh, I, I think a lot of the projections kind of slightly favor the Cubs still in the Central anyway. The Reds are close. But like you said, Luke, this is going to be uh, a, a real battle, I think, in the NL Central probably amongst those top four teams. But with the addition, the expansion of the playoffs, like what does the Cubs market look like on Prop Swap? Yeah, so we've got a ticket up there at um, odds of twenty-five to one right now. Um, I'd, so the lowest you'll see down, I would say, I don't know what the odds that a local bookie in Chicago would put up. But I can't imagine it's going to be higher than twenty right. to one. Um, so you know, props I pass them at twenty-five to one right now. So absolutely worth. Um, you know, it's a veteran squad. I get it. It's it's an older roster. Um, but outside of the Dodgers, like they got, they got a chance, Yep. you know? Um, so, you know, but to your point, the Cubs are always a public team. It just makes them a very difficult team to bet on because the odds are always so suppressed because that every book just gets hammered by, by Cubs action. Uh, not a great field for the 3M this weekend. Uh, some of the young guns playing though, so that could always be fun. I think a lot of the guys waiting for the next couple of weeks. We go to the WGC and then out to San Francisco for the first major of the year, finally the PGA Championship. But always good action for uh, golf this weekend, right? At Prop Swap, Luke. Yep. Uh, yeah, sold a ton of uh, Tony Finau tickets. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously in the lead tonight. Um, continued to sell golf tickets. I mean, people just. Uh, I think it was kind of a nice substitute for the four major sports mm-hmm. over the last few months. But I think because everyone just got so into it in June and July, that momentum will carry over even with sports returning. Um, so, yeah, we've been selling tons of, of 3M tickets all week. All right, everybody, check it out, PropSwap.com. That's your place to buy and sell. Don't forget it. Luke, we appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye, Carmen. Thanks, Mike. See you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. You too. There he is, Luke Pergandy. He's at Luke Pergandy on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. And speaking of golf, you know, well, what was the horror story you said, by the way? You, I know you had a, a winner with Kepka. I think that was on Thursday when the tournament started. Well, I was, uh, I was like 5-1 and one my last six go- Friday and last Saturday. Yeah. So I go into Sunday, okay? I got John Rahm in a matchup against Ryan Palmer. Oh. Okay. You, you've got this. Wait a minute. You're no. on this bad beat. Are you kidding me? Oh. Bad beat? Bad beat. I was looking. I, I asked B if she had any phenobarbital, which is a <laughs> unusual drug laying around the house. I was uh, I was looking for ether. Uh, I, I Rope was out of the question because the hardware store were closed. I mean, because all I did, I want to figure out one thing. If you need the replay, and what happened here, folks, is I took a matchup with John Rahm at minus 225 against Ryan Palmer. He was whipping Ryan Palmer's rear end all day long. But I will give Ryan Palmer credit. He never came up, but I said, you know, he's basically a club pro. But what happened was, Rami had a couple bad holes, so now he's leading by one. 
He's got the shot that he makes. It's a beautiful shot and everything else. But he puts his club behind the ball, doesn't touch it, but he touches the blades of grass on a hill. And I'm saying, why would you do that to begin with? But the ball is Nick Faldo, the rat that he is. What a rat. And the guy in the producer truck. They looked at it in slow motion ten times and said, look at that. Look at that. The dimple, and you could see the name of the ball moving slightly. Is that really what's determined it? But you know what nobody realized? John Rom didn't care. I'll take the two-point penalty or the two-shot penalty because I'm going to win anyway, but he screwed the betters. That better. Yes, yes, because Ryan Paul, he, he went from 73 to 75, I think, right? Ryan Palmer shut 74. Ryan Palmer, right. Ryan yeah. Palmer uh, was plus two for the round. Rom was plus three because wow. he got penalized. Unreal. So, Oh, yeah. It's a I was bent be- over I the couch. Believe- I can't even believe it. That's a brutal beat. It is. <laughs> you do wonder, like, like, what's the real spirit of the rule there? I mean, you know, like, oh, obviously on. John Rahm didn't mean to move that ball. And he didn't, didn't even, even know. Didn't even know that it moved. Like, what is the real spirit there? Like, is it... I, I, it's kind of like instant replay in these other sports too. Sometimes, like, should the the should the high def slow mo camera that can capture everything right. really be catching something that minuscule and minute? Right. You know, like it is. It's weird. Merck, and wait till bu- I say. Wait till I see Greenberg. Yeah, it moved. Yeah, it moved on Twitter. My my buddy Mike. Mike. Wait Greenberg. till I see him. Oh yeah. Oh, it moved. Merck, it moved. Merck's a big golf guy. What do you think, Merck? Merck? Like, is that in? Like, are we really keeping I, up with the spirit I, of the I rules of golf? I think it's bad only because we right. had J- we had Jason Sobo on our golf the golf club, and right. he said, "Then what do you do in the first round on the 16th hole if that happens and no one catches it and it just goes right? right. Yeah. So right. it's only because it was in the heat in the moment with 16th oh. hole. So Brutal. it's either a rule all the time, and it has to be in. It has to be enforced, or it's not. That's yeah. You know that was Head always point. that was always Tiger Woods' point is that there every one of my shots is on it's camera. On camera. You know, so I can't get away from it. While other but, guys aren't yeah. on camera. So, but I, Randy, I, if you have to look at it ten times to even decide it moved a little bit, it, it, that's the problem. That's Shouldn't the problem. Able, that's you got to see with it by golf, the Mike. naked eye, right? Yeah. That's the problem with golf. They can't yep. get out of their own way. I know. You know, really I mean, can't. Brutal. John Rahm hits a hits a great shot. A Tiger Woods as shot, yeah, which he did in yeah. 2012 there, and. Yep. They, and they take it away from him. I know. It's pretty wild. Hey, speaking of, uh, we mentioned DJ a little bit too, Mike. I mean, you know, last week at the Memorial, the tournament yep. we were just talking about, DJ goes out and he, this is after winning, right? I mean, he takes a couple of weeks off. He comes back. He wins. Yep. takes a couple of weeks off. He shoots 80-80 and misses the cut. And then, you know, Randy mentioned the Golf Club podcast uh, that uh, every Wednesday it drops on the ESPN Chicago app. And me and Randy and Adam Abdallah always give a, a little gambling angle towards the end. Sure. I said, you know, DJ, he was the favorite going in this week. I said, it'd be typical DJ to shoot 80-80 and then come back and beat up on a, you know, on an okay field and win this weekend. An easy field. An easy field. And an easy course for him. And he goes out and he shoots 78. And the damn thing is, he's one under through his first six holes yesterday. Then he plays the next six. Nine over. I was already carving my initials. Uh, North was here. Like, Brooks was here. <laughs> I, I At the first seven, I mean, because Kepka looked okay. I got Kepka plus 135, and I'm going, boy, Dustin Johnson is on. All of a sudden, he goes 10 cup. He's hitting the ball in the water, and I'm all of a sudden just – I'm doing the cha-cha around the house after basically I was just looking for, you know, something sharp. I mean, because it looked bad, and it was a great win. So, like, you have a bad beat, you have a great win. That's it. And Kepka looked pretty good. But Kepka to me, 
is always going to be a chancy bet because how does his knee respond every day? Yeah. You got to find out if it's going to be healthy or not. But he shows, even injured, that he can play. I mean, and he keeps coming out there and he's got to get some points because he's way down right now. And I think he's trying to tune up for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Like we talked about, the fields will be much right. better because we'll go to the WGC and then the PGA Championship. It's uh, I always get a kick. Uh, as an amateur golfer that's made plenty of eights and nines, it's sometimes yep. fun to watch a guy like DJ put three in the water on a par five and make it yeah. nine. His his final shot, though, was a beauty at a tap-in nine. I mean, what a way to save for nine. That was incredible. I went it's from, like why we would did, I? Mike. Well, I went, well, look, it, there's going to be sleepless nights because <laughs> baseball's back. I'm going to have one eye open. I'm going to be looking at my wife going, we could lose it all. I mean, you know, I mean, seriously, because now, you know, everything's back. The NFL hopefully is back. The NBA, you know, is, is back. So, you know what? So, but the golf thing. The golf thing is easy to me is the best bet out there. You yeah. you, you got to just pick the winner. It's hard, but it's fun. I'll tell you that. It's been well, enjoyable. Well, the matchups are more fun. You yes. No, I'm not talking about picking the winner. Right, no. Right. Like Randy said, it that's brutal. That's hard. No. Yeah. That's hard. No, forget about but the it. The matchups have been fun. Every day you got different matchups, you right. know. So, you know, Tommy Fleetwood, you know, you could go Tommy Fleetwood against this guy, you can go Kepka against that guy. It's a lot more fun. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about the NBA's return, which is uh, uh just under a week away by the time we're back on the air next Friday, the uh, NBA will have returned. Uh, looks like the bubble thing is working. No positive tests for the NBA, as far as we know, to this point inside the bubble. So that's good. We'll discuss that. Plus some more baseball, some other future stuff. And now that Mookie Betts has signed the massive contract, I want to talk to Mike about the odds of Chris Bryant actually sticking around in Chicago long term on the heels of that Mookie Betts extension. So still a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. We're rolling along on this Friday night. It's the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeValgo on ESPN 1000. Hope you're having a great Friday night. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you here on ESPN 1000. We're the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. When we're done tonight, top of the hour, 8 o'clock sharp, local programming continues. Jonathan Hood is with you this evening, rolling you into the weekend. And then tomorrow, right after uh, the Encore replay is done from 8 to 9, you will get the return of the hockey show as they're getting ready to come back uh, to the NHL. The NBA's back in just inside of a week, Mike, and the bubble seems like it's working. While uh, some people tested positive during the intake process, it looks like they've kept that bubble COVID-free for right now. And I think that's why a lot of people believe the NBA's got the best chance of you know, fully pulling off their return to play and completing a championship season. Yeah, I think that uh, basically when you look at it, the thing we got to watch out for is what's going to happen like if three or four guys get it on one team. Yeah. Will the panic ensue like it did with Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. and will everybody leave the reservation? Because if you're going to ask me which league would fold first out of the four major leagues, I would say the NBA. They'll fold it up, and they'll say, well, we were all under one roof, and that's why three of the Celtics got it. That's why two of the Atlanta Hawks got it, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, as far as which league I think is going to 
play. I've always, and I, I know this because I knew great hockey players like Jeremy Roenick and others, they would play the game for nothing. They love the game, and they getting paid for the game. Look at it as a, as a just a, a, a wonderful thing for them. I think they'd skate in a COVID ward. I think if you had ice filled with and COVID patients surrounding it, they'd play. So uh, I think it's the NBA uh, for the first one to panic, and it's the NHL for the the first one to get done. As far as the NFL, they're not doing preseason games now, Carm. No preseason games, and there's even now more uh, sort of rhetoric back and forth between the two sides about uh, you know not even having a, a training camp at all. I mean, that was the latest salvo that I was reading last night fired off by the NFL, and I think it's just a negotiating ploy, to be honest. But, you know, they came out and said, well, we potentially might just cancel the entire training camp, you know, in-person training camp. You'll have to do everything over Zoom meetings. How do you do a training camp over a Zoom meeting. I mean, it's one thing to do that kind of stuff and go through the playbook and maybe even conduct some sort of a, a walkthrough virtually, but how do you practice for a football season virtually? I mean, that that can't happen. No, that can't happen, and, and what's going to be interesting to see now, uh, because, you know, I, for, for instance, our Chicago Bears, I've been in the Trubisky camp now mm-hmm. since, uh, uh, you know, the end of last year. No matter who they brought in, unless it was Cam Newton or somebody special. And now, more than ever, now I know that, like Yerkes, and uh, it was great being on with you guys again today, I know that Yerkes uh, uh, liked the fact that they're going to have a training camp and Foles had the tape and the tape doesn't lie. But now, who's the odds-on favorite to start? It's got to be Trubisky, yeah, doesn't it? Does this help Trubisky? Oh, absolutely. He's been working out with those guys anyway. In Buffalo Grove or in the suburbs mm-hmm. now. So so to me, I think it favors the guy from last year, you know, who's still had a, you know, a pretty decent year considering they 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 had some very bad luck, lost the running back and everything else. I just think it gives them the odds. I don't know how, how you guys feel about uh, it, how you feel about it. I, I mean, I, I've felt all along that they're ready for a change, and that's why they did the Nick Foles deal. That you, but he you, hasn't practiced. I know. It, it is. It, it makes me wonder a little bit more. You got now. at I mean, least <laughs> have played with the guys, haven't you? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we talked to Allen Robinson last week on our show, and, like, you know, they tried to get together in the spring. But it never happened. And then Nick Foles had a, a baby. His wife had a baby. And, like, right. you know, like, they, because of COVID and everything, they, you know, Allen Robinson hasn't even caught a pass from him. So, right. I don't know. I mean, now you might be right, Mike. I mean, if they don't get to practice if at all. If you don't practice, you're going to start I, I, the season I, with Nick Foles? At your starting position, I find it's that crazy. hard to believe. It, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about it that way. Like Just as remember, well, As well as he knows the offense, you might be right. If you don't have a single practice. But no. I can't imagine, though, that they don't have practice before the season starts. They better. I mean, all these teams better. I, I mean, I talked to my guys from Vegas Scores and Odds and uh, last night. Uh, we had a meeting uh, over the phone, and and we have some handicappers up there now. But I was doing PR for them and other things, and yeah. advertisement buying and stuff like that. We're waiting, yeah, because we don't know. We don't know what. I don't want to start picking games. I don't know oh, what's yeah. going to happen here. And, and and they, we were banking on football, and now there was supposedly no preseason. I mean, some of the books even started posting lines for the cities with some quarterback, con- not, I don't want to say controversy, competition. Right. You know, like Cam in New England uh, versus Jarrett Stidham. Cam, I think I think Cam was uh, posted as the favorite. We, we talked about this a few weeks ago uh, here in Chicago. Mitch was still posted 
as the minus 140 favorite to win the job. I think I Nick like, Foles was even money. I mean, like, what happens to that line now? <laughs> well, what I think, Carm, that's a great point you bring up because you know what? I always liked the 140 yeah. with Trubisky. And now that Nick Foles may not get a, a huge he may practice, but a huge opportunity where they were going to open it up with the quarterbacks playing uh, in the preseason, uh, I think it hurts them. I'm nothing against him. But if you're the new guy on the job, and there's another guy that's got 49 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, 8,500 yards, and a 63% percentage in his career, and that's Mitch Trubisky, I, I can't believe Nagy and Pace would go against Mitch for the first game without a preseason game or some practice under their belt. It's going to be pretty wild. Uh, right. Back to the NBA. How do we, I mean, do we do we jump in next week and say let's play some of this action or do Absolutely. We, I mean, like I'm wondering though like what when you look at the top teams, maybe, and and I guess we could find some matchups that are good and that these this eight game return means something for positioning, but like. How do we play the Bucs or the Lakers who have six and a half and five and a half game leads respectively? Yeah. You know, like what what could these eight games possibly mean or matter to them other than just getting their guys, uh, you know, get, get agreed, you know, letting them play a little, get, get, get their wind on, you know, their legs under him a little. I mean, like, why would LeBron or Giannis play any more than 20 minutes in any of these games? They're not going to lose their grip on the first seeds. Yeah, Jokic and these other Joker and everybody else who looks terrific, by the yeah. way. It's going to be uh, fun to see some of these teams. I happen to believe, unlike the NHL, unlike maybe the NFL, and for sure, unlike Major League Baseball, the favorites have the advantage Hmm. in the NBA, where the underdogs, uh, you know, like in baseball, I mean, folks, it's baseball. Minnesota Minnesota could start out 2-8 and because they're in a slump. They just started because you got to get wood on the ball. Everything's got to go right. I mean, it's just one of those sports where, you know, you knew Jordan had a chance of winning every night. You never know who's going to win in baseball on a night-to-night basis. And I think uh, for favorites, I think it's going to be the NBA. I think it's hard to go against the Lakers. I think it's hard to go. The Celtics look like they're going to be on the come here unless they have. Unless, once again, Carm, we're talking about this COVID situation that's the deal i mean you know it, it, it that how, how about if you have a baseball the best out of three first round mm-hmm. and one of your guys gets it forget it you're I yeah mean, it's, it's like one it's, of your main guys gonna wreak havoc on things and for the betting absolutely markets, it's gonna it's gonna throw it in uh, into you know what you think some guys are gonna try to get away with playing I mean, they used to play with the flu. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and the I, I, NBA used to have like, sure, seven I mean, guys on the bench tonight, and yeah. the flu, five are out with the flu, but the whole team seems to be sick right now, but they're doing a pretty good job, the, Jimmy. You know, is start, that ever going to happen? They start falsifying COVID tests. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you oh, come on. you got a chance to move on to the next, to the next oh, round, man. and Giannis has oh, COVID, it's... but he doesn't feel anything Can't because even... there's no symptoms. And you're going to sit them for the one game you need. This is one game, make it or break it, to move to the next round. Can you imagine if it comes to that? Wow. Lakers are still the yes. small favorite at plus 240. The Bucks I plus 260. The Clippers are 3-1. to one. Oh, That's it. you got to take. Yeah, one of those you, three. You don't want to take that kind of action. You never want to. I mean, like I read the other day on Twitter, 1,600. The Dodgers are 1,600 yeah. to win 100. You're a sick 
man yeah, or person that. if you are betting that. You can't do that. That's insane. No, right, when we come back, our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's got some ponies. He hit two out of three last week. Yes, and I'll talk to Mike about Chris Bryant sticking around in Chicago long term and what the odds might look like for that. And we've got some plays for you, so don't go anywhere. Mike and I are coming right back on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this Friday night, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're the odds couple each and every Friday here on ESPN 1000, presented by PropSwap. It's that time to talk to our guy from Hawthorne. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter, Jim Miller, who hit, who hit not one but two winners last week. Two Unbelievable. Three, I was reading about it. percent Woo! Big, big. Way to go, Jimmy. Nicely done. Thank you. And I'll tell you, it's beautiful when one of those winners pays 11 to 1, too. Oh. So that that was nice. Aquaphobia on the turf for us came rolling home, and then uh, Stella Kemp won with ease at Hawthorne. But, yeah, when you get a nice price, that pays off for a couple weeks if you get a slow streak. But I, I don't want to have a slow run, guys. I want to keep it rolling. I love it. Uh, weekend racing continues at Hawthorne, correct? People can still yep. get out at some of the OTBs with the mm-hmm. outdoor patios. So there are right. a lot of options for people to still watch the races. Yeah, and there is. And our outdoor patios have been expanding. With the nice weather, we're putting tents up. You can have some people inside, some people outside. There's a lot of room. And I'll tell you, people are starting to gear up for Kentucky Derby because it's not that far away it's first saturday in september so if you're looking for a location you can contact any of our otb locations they're taking reservations now get that spot for the kentucky derby get prepared for the race we don't even know who's going to be in it thus far so that's the thing that's kind of cool about it maybe some horse pops up runs a huge race over the next couple of weeks and has a huge price come derby weekend you know, Jimmy, I, I, you know, the golf, I don't miss the fans for the golf. I mean, I hardly even notice it anymore. I think it's a better game without the fans, to be honest with you. Uh, but you're looking at uh, other ho- things like horse racing. And, you know, we're talking about how the baseball players miss the crowds. And, uh, you know, Cigar and Seabiscuit, some of these great horses from the past, played in front of the crowd. Have some horses basically, have you noticed? Do the horses notice? Do the horses you know, know? Do they go, where the hell is the cheering? Where's the crowd? Why is it so Where's quiet? Everybody? Why is it so quiet? Why is there only one guy standing <laughs> at the finish line when there used to be millions? Do they notice that stuff? Here's the thing that's the weirdest of the weird. And like you mentioned, you mentioned some of the all-time greats, some yes. sea biscuits, cigar. These were older horses who right. they just knew, but they grew into it over the years because every single time they went out, there was a massive crowd. But I'll tell you, it probably plays more to the favor of these derby horses this year Mm -hmm. because you have younger horses, three-year-old horses, and the thing that's really weird about Churchill Downs is it's not a huge paddock. So you're packing 20 horses into a small paddock with a huge crowd there, and a lot of horses really get worked up. They washed out. They get freaked out ahead of time. But then they walk through this tunnel heading out to the racetrack, and all of a sudden they peek their head out, and now you have another 100,000 people roaring for him. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of horses act up. I've seen horses flip over in that tunnel there just because of the activity. So but for what the about horses himself, but what about beneficial. Hawthorne? What about Hawthorne? Hawthorne? It's real. The thing about Hawthorne that's really weird right now is on the harness end of things, 
Our paddock is actually on the backstretch in the barn area. Okay. So their time exposed to the crowd is very limited. They come out, they post parade in front of the crowd, finish in front of the crowd, but the vast majority of their time, they're kept away from it. So they're really kind of a cool, calm, and collected bunch the entire way through. For me, the cool thing about it, I'm up in the press box. I'm at the top of the facility. I can hear the drivers screaming, whistling, hooting and hollering, going down the lane. And it's really kind of a cool aspect that you don't get with a crowd there because it gets drowned out a little bit. But it's something that's really cool for us to see right now. That's pretty wild. Jimmy, what do we like for the weekend as we try to hit again like you did last weekend? Yeah, we're going East Coast, Midwest, and West Coast. So we're starting out on the East Coast. We're going to Monmouth Park again. Race number nine, the one-mile Irish War Cry Stakes. We're looking to the three-horse Royal Urn. This is a horse that made a huge closing move in its last out. Jersey Joe Bravo in the saddle. You get pace to chase. This horse is going to sit back, come flying late. So the three Royal Urn in race nine at Monmouth. Then you're going to the West Coast. Del Mar race nine. The one mile San Clemente. This is a good race on the turf. And the one horse she's so special is a horse that was really game in its last out. It's one four of six this year, but been doing it mainly with turf sprints. Now you stretch out to a mile. This is a horse that's going to show speed and could be very tough on the front end from the inside. And then we're going to end the night at Hawthorne. Race number six, the three horse great name sleazy gal this is a horse that gets a good post has tactical speed loves the hawthorne mile track and should be sitting close the whole way and then take over late three saturday races everybody to recap monmouth park the ninth race the three horse delmar where the surf meets the turf if i'm not mistaken the ninth race the number one horse and then at hawthorne tomorrow night the sixth race the three horse sound right that's right, boys. Let's get some winners again. All right. All right. Good work, Jim Jimmy. Miller. Talk to you next week, pal. There he All is. All right. You got to have a great weekend. You too, buddy. There he is, uh, Jim Miller at Hawthorne Gym. I'll tell you what, uh, Sleazy Gal, my, when he said that, my mind started racing. <laughs> That's all. It's a good name for a horse. Well, I just it? started going back in time. Uh, Mookie Betts signs a massive contract extension. So much for the owners being poor and broke, and, uh, you know, the pandemic is going to affect free agency. Now, Mookie Betts might be somewhat of an exception because he's terrific. And if there's anybody that's even close to being as good as Mike Trout as an all-around player in this league, it could be Mookie Betts. But uh, what does it do for Chris Bryant's future here? I mean, if we're looking at uh, trying to set odds for Chris Bryant sticking around long-term, does it make it unlikely now? Are the odds longer that he would stick around looking at what Mookie Betts got, Mike? <laughs> well, Chris Bryant ain't never going to get that money. I mean, to I, me... I wouldn't think he'd get that much. You're right. No. I mean... No, he's not going to get. But that is money. he worth three hundred million? Would the Cubs give him three hundred million? I would not give him three hundred million. That's just me. But I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't have given Mookie Betts what he got because he hit four twenty five in 2018 when they cheated, and when he was around with Alex Cora, he hit four twenty five with runners in scoring position. Mm. Okay. And two outs. He had up huge numbers. You know what he hit last year? 259 with runners in scoring position. Okay? So what I'm saying is you could say whatever you want about him being a talented ball player. I know I was in the hits league last year. Some guy had him. He had a lot of games that were not good. The year before, he couldn't make an out. It's almost like Carmen. It's almost like he knew what was coming. You know what I'm saying? And And to me... Crime does pay because if somebody's going to tell me that he hit 425 with runners in scoring position on his own with that team that basically cheated and everybody knows it, 
uh, with Alex Cora, who's out of baseball because of it, yeah. then you got another thing coming. So Mookie Betts goes to L.A., goes unscathed like the Astros in Boston does, but he reaped the benefits on this one. He sure did. He uh, cashed in, no doubt yep. about it. All right, we got a few plays for tonight, Mike. What are we thinking? Oh, baby, listen, I just saw it. I don't even know who's pitching because you know what? It, it, it's basically San Diego versus Arizona tonight, yes. okay? Uh, I think it's uh, San Diego at minus 145, okay? Uh, I think they're on the road. Let me check real quick. San Diego's there. at home. They got the, they got the D-backs at home. They, they started out as underdogs. They've been it, when when it opened up at plus one twenty. They're minus one forty five now. Madison Bobgarten going for Arizona. Everybody's going to gravitate. The public's going to gravitate to Madison Bobgarten. I think that San Diego gets it done. Talented young roster. We never um, we never like this when we totally agree. But I'm with Mike. That was my best play. Yeah. For the- <laughs> no, already we're back. <laughs> already, Mike, we're back. My best play of the night too is San Diego. Chris Paddock has become a real sexy choice oh my God. for Cy Young. Young at a little bit longer odds. He was great last year at home in that park. I mean, opposing batters were punchless against Chris Paddock in San Diego last year to the tune of a 188, 227, 332 slash line. So I'm with Mike. I like the Padres tonight. What was uh, our record last year with this? We were a little bit under 500, but with the other stuff, we were way over 500. But when we agreed, we were around even. We were probably around even when we agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and we did okay during baseball. Mike and I killed it during the football season, and we're going to do that again for everybody in 2020. Baseball can be tough. We all know it, but hey, there's our play. And that game's coming up in about 15 minutes. That's so. what we do for the fans, for all you people. Come with us. Carmen and I will pull the hearse up. Get in on that game tonight, <laughs> the Padres and the D-backs. It's Absolutely. Great. It's great that we can talk about actual games being back and giving out some winners. So, right. Mikey, talk to you next weekend. A pleasure as always, my friend. Thank you to Randy Merkin, and thank you to Sean Davis for helping out. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Luke Pergandy and Hello. Jim Miller. And everybody, Jimmy! Everybody thanks, for guys. listening. We appreciate it. Jonathan Hood's coming up next. Uh, you'll get the Encore replay if you missed us tonight. You can get it in the morning starting at 8, and then at 9 o'clock tomorrow, the hockey show is back with Brian Henley uh, and Pat Boyle, so don't miss that. And Mike and I will talk to you again next Friday night. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.